Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. Está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Ah, shit. Time to get down, y'all. Time to get down, get funky. With your boy, Two Cold Scorpio. Get ready to open up this show live. Right here on the Cast Radio. That's right. So if y'all already don't know, now you know. This is your boy, Two Cold, and I'm ready to get funky. So everybody out there, turn it up. Let's do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 200, Alex. We have made it after this last, what, five years here? Yeah, it's been quite uh, quite a journey. Um, six years, maybe? But WrestleCast Radio, yeah, Shankstown Media, quite a uh, beginning. Wow, yeah, six, <laughs> seven years ago. Crazy. I'm, I'm excited to uh, have some fun tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking here in just a moment with Ho-Ho Moon. Have Did it span fun. from a rumble or a mania? Um, well, mania, we, right? Well, yeah, because mania was the first time when when you came in after I was doing those horrific sportscast solos. Okay. And then and we were all in that in. tiny room. Yes, and it was hot and uncomfortable, and uh, then we just kind of went from there. And then eventually, just got sick of it. Yeah, I came over, over like what Sunday nights? Yeah, Monday nights. Sportscast would just be too much wrestling, and then we're like, "Well, we might as well just do its own show at this point." Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and we've been to all ins, all outs, full gears, uh, TLCs, house shows, Mankato. Oh man, everywhere and anywhere. MAW. Uh, we saw Dante Martin when he was literally young. Dante Martin. <laughs> It's been it's been fun and uh you know let's let's just uh get right into this, Alex. Uh very, very excited to, to welcome in the room Mr. Ho Ho Moon. How are we doing, sir? Hello. How are we doing today? Ho Ho Moon's here. We are excited. We we are a radio show that has turned into a diehard dragon gate. Uh, ever since probably Kobe World 2019, and 
I, I have to honestly say real quick before we get into it, you are one of the best parts of the entire show <laughs> when we get yes. to listen to you and Jay. Yes. Just have yes. a great time on commentary. Yes, man. It's it's so fun. I, I, will, I will never forget the day that one of our listeners uh, wanted to make sure we brought this up, and he said, don't forget to ask him at that time when uh, Kenichu Arai showed up and was wearing two heat-up titles, and Ho-Ho Lu knew about heat-up and was explaining what these <laughs> titles were. <laughs> So it's, it's it's good to uh it's good to know that you're kind of a, a pack rat with the wrestling on that too, which is awesome to see. Uh, but you know, I want to ask you right off the bat here, uh, about eleven years into your career, what really sparked the itch to get into pro wrestling? Oh, um, well, I've been doing this for like this is my thirteenth year. Thirteenth, okay. Um, uh, yeah, being a professional wrestler and as well a producer back in uh, Asia. Um, yeah, I started in uh, 2009. That was my first match, 2009. And we were just doing a show in Hong Kong in a warehouse um, in front of 50, 50 people. And until I uh, realized I want to become a professional wrestler after I did an excursion in the UK in 2010. Uh yeah, and then I become who I am right now. <laughs> what what was there was there any like inspiration? Was there was there one match that you saw when you were younger and you kind of went that like I want to do this when I get older? I actually started watching professional wrestling since I was like six, seven years old. Um, that was back in nineteen ninety six, I guess. So I was living in Hong Kong. I grew up in Hong Kong. There's no uh, Chinese wrestling. There's nothing like that uh, uh, back in the day. So uh, we have a cable TV, which uh, aired WWF at that time. So that was where, uh, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rod, <laughs> Mankind, you know, that, that kind of people. And at the same time, there's another cable TV that got WCW on that. And the other channel as well, we've got a Japanese channel on our cable TV and that was where New Japan was aired. So sometime, so if you can remember back in the 90s, so the WCW and, you know, New Japan, they have a lot of crossovers during that time, you know, Muta Mm -hmm. and a lot of uh, Cruiserweight was in WCW while they have all the Hogan and Sting in, uh, they have the entire NWO in New Japan at some point. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Shono. Yeah, so that, yeah, so I was, I was watching three promotions uh, when I was a kid. I don't know what's going on. I don't know who is who, but then (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's really funny when I see a Japanese channel having the other American channel, the wrestler doing some cross open and things like that. So I actually grew up watching almost everything that's available at that point. Um, so I do not have like one wrestler or one match that make me into pro wrestling, but the entire, you know, situation just 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 attract me into 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 this kind of thing wrestling <laughs> and i think the crossover aspect is so awesome too i was i i'm i was born in 83 so i 
I grew up in like the Ric Flair, NWA, Hulk Hogan, WWF type early 80s. And I always was kind of like, all right, you know, it's really fun. I loved it. And then I remember 1991, I watched Starcade and I saw Jushin Thunder Liger. And he blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, it looks like a combination of Ultraman meets, you know, some other, you know, Voltron or something. He had the horns. It was just, it blew my mind. And then you mentioned the crossovers. They, they would show the dome shows. They called them the new Japan super shows. And I remember watching Ultimo ironically with the Dragon Gate tie in and Liger. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget Liger had the all blue and Ultimo wore the black, gold and red. And I must've watched that match over and over and over. And I would, I'd, I'd try to run that show and then I would watch Shinya Hashimoto murder Dustin Rhodes. And then I would just, Oh, well, I'm just going to go back to Liger and Ultimo and, it just blew my mind, these crossovers. I just, it was so great. So, you know, you mentioned that. And, and that's one of the beautiful things, I think, with wrestling is you get such a, such a high aspect of, you know, this going with this. And, you know, that and that. And, I, uh, you know, kind of tying with uh, Dragon Gate, you know, we got the, the Dragon Gate Noah stuff, which is so wild to see, you know, Kenzo Suzuki's out there, and here comes Aitas on Noah and – Kano's work in Dragon Gate. It's just, it's those crossovers that, that are so good. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly, man. And and you remember back in the day, even in America, I don't think you guys have a lot of access to Japanese wrestling at that point. But but think about it, it's in 1996. I was a kid in Hong Kong. I, I don't speak a lot of English. I don't speak any of Japanese. And then I saw the same wrestler wrestling in two <laughs> different channels at the same time. <laughs> So you you mentioned, you know, there really wasn't anything in China, so you went on these excursions, and I kind of done a small research over, you know, your cage match, and I saw that UK that you mentioned. I know you, you, you did do some work. When, when did you finally have a chance to wrestle over in China and actually have something going there? Um. Well, actually, it all started in 2005, I think. So mm-hmm. there's a guy, he's the, he is the first person that brings wrestling into China. His name is uh, Slam, like Body Slam, Slam, that's his name. So, yeah, from his name, you know how much he loves wrestling. So his name is Slam. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he did some work in Korea, not wrestling work, like part-time, uh, like, like an exchange job, exchange, some kind, some kind of things like that. So he worked in Korea. Then, like, after work, he he go to a wrestling school in Korea, you know, to learn some basics and things like that. So he did that on and off, like, one or two years. And then he finished that job. He came back to China. He put on a wrestling ring in front of his house. And his house is only like two hours away from where I live. So he put on the wrestling ring there, um, put this information online. I don't think at that point there's a lot of people who's interested in that. Um, you know, uh, 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 the guys who's training with him are mostly his cousins and his neighbors. Um, so I saw this information on the Internet. So remember that 2005, I'm still using like 56K. <laughs> Yeah, internet. you got the so, AOL disc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't do that in Hong Kong, though. But, yeah, the, the photos are so blurry, but 
oh, I thought, mm, I, I, I need to go there. So I remember that year, I just graduated from high school. That was a summer holiday. So uh, I traveled there and see what's going on and meet them and start learning some basics. So uh, I go there on and off, sometimes over the weekend, sometimes go there, like stay a couple of weeks um, until uh, 2007. I thought I have to do this in Hong Kong. So uh, so I bought a wrestling ring in Hong Kong. You know, the wrestling ring is not the wrestling ring. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. wrestling doesn't exist in China. So I got to find some like welding guys. Is it how you call them? Like welding, <laughs> yeah, welding guys yeah, yeah. to weld something that oh, looks like awesome. a wrestling ring, but that doesn't bounce as much. So, uh, well, but we still end up having a wrestling ring in 2007. We set it up in a warehouse in Hong Kong. Um, uh, I, I, I can say we train ourselves a little bit with a little bit basics from the slam, this guy in China. Um, then we put on that show in front of 50 people, as I said, like 2009. And then 2010, you know, the rents, we can't afford it. So we decided to shut that warehouse. And then I fly myself to England for months to see, to verify if the stuff that I train myself <laughs> are correct or not. And at the end, I find out that like 90% of the stuff that I trained myself was all right. We still lock up with the British, uh, you know, the wrestler. Uh, we, we did a lot of great, you know, training. And then mm, at that point, I thought uh, I should, maybe I should do this as my career. And that's how I started. When, when, you, when you were doing the training, is, uh, I, I did, I maybe wrestled 50 matches in my life. In, in Minnesota up here in, in America. And uh-huh. we always were taught you work the left. Is that how you guys did it too? I mean, is that universal over there as well? Um, h- hold on a second. I, I hear a lot of echo from your side. Is that normal? Oh, it could be uh, something just goofy on my end. I, I think, does that sound better? Um, yes, it does. Okay. I think I kicked something. Can you repeat your question? Myself. Um, so <laughs> when, okay. uh, it, it was one of those things where, like, I we were always taught when when you work, you work the left, and I I, I noticed it. I noticed it some places and and you know in some parts of the world was that kind of the one thing that you got that was your kind of starting point was you always work to the left, you feed to the left, um, just so it's universal if you can't communicate with your with your opponent. Um. Uh... I, um, how should I say? I mean, once we lock up, uh, we should know that. Well, back in the day, I, I don't know how to put that in words, but that's the feeling when you lock up with somebody. You got the mm-hmm. feeling that, like, how to work with the other guys. That's, you know, I, I don't know how to put it in words, but you know, that's no, a lot know, of feeling. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. I, I had a I had a buddy who who went down to Mexico, and uh-huh. he said everything was on the right, and he was so like, he's like, I can't do this. I'm gonna fail, and I'm like, dude, you'll be fine. He's like, I have. It's just like driving a car on the other side of the road. I have no idea what right. I'm doing. <laughs> I get I get what you mean, 
But I mean, <laughs> if if you wrestling, if you wrestle like long enough, and sometimes you do something like better on the left, and sometimes you do something better on the right, but the fundamentals is the same. So it's just sometimes you do it. Sometimes like some of the moves maybe a little bit awkward to you, but the fundamental mm-hmm. is the same. Okay, yeah, I get where you're going. Yeah, that's awesome. I get, I just I think it's just awesome how how wrestling you can you can basically talk to each other without saying a word. It's it's just it's one of the things that that just drew me so much to it, and 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 I love it. And I think that's what draws me to so many different companies. I I I was going through everything I watched last year, and I probably watched maybe sixty different promotions last year throughout 2021 mm-hmm. and that was a pandemic year mm-hmm. too which is wild and it's just everywhere you go you catch something so fun and i really want to branch out farther um in, into seeing more i i need to get more into europe but i'd like to get more into you know the, the scene over over in, in china and and see some of that i i was trying to get a hold of a, of a company that i know you did some work for in 2011 and i see i uh, i see slam the slam as you mentioned on here um, the HKWF, was that kind of the first big company you got into over there? Actually, HKWF is the thing that I start promoting. Okay, the warehouse. I'm the promoter of the HKWF, <laughs> uh, the warehouse thing. And then, uh, so we did a few, uh, a few shows in the warehouse, and then we started to, because uh, we still have the ring. Um, so we stopped the warehouse. We just put on shows every like three and four months. So uh, at first we only have really uh, all the local talent from Hong Kong and sometimes from the south side of China. But then uh, uh, as me, myself, and a few of the other XKWF guys who have wrestled in Japan, um, we started import some Japanese wrestler into Hong Kong, you know, you know, they, they surely got a better quality and the fans more into it because they wrestled so much longer than us. Uh, at the same time, starting in around 2012, there's um, a lot of new promotion in Southeast Asia. They just started in 2012, like Singapore, like the Philippines, Taiwan, China, you know, things like that. So after that, we, we become very, very diversified on our roster. So where was where would you say kind of as as you know you, you progress through that and I see in 2011 it's I I am I'm, I'm sure you're aware of the website but I think Cage Match is one of the most in depth websites where I can just start clicking things and I get in this this endless journey of wrestling promotions I've never seen or company like wrestlers I never knew worked in all these places and it's it's just awesome you, uh, being able to, to, to travel with people through that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Cage Match, they have a lot of data from Europe and America. Uh, there's a lot of Asian wrestling, especially the new promotion in Southeast Asia. They they didn't have the data on, on the website because a lot of, you know, these kind of shows, they do not have any information uh, in English. So I, I believe that's one of the reasons why uh, they are not on the cage match database. And also, you know, some of them are really, really like local shows. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like the fans, the fan base are really local. Like, for example, if it's a show in Thailand, that's the entire fan base are Thai and they do speak English, 
but I don't think there's anybody who would be interested to put this data, uh, <laughs> you know, up to cage match. You know, you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe I've wrestled more, a lot more than what cage match uh, has told you. But I think, yeah, that 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 that's the reason. There's a lot more than that uh, outside cage match. And I know there's there's a couple things that I've seen that that like aren't on here from like earlier days that I've gotten a hold of through you know torrents and all sorts of those random ways to get a you know all, all the, the the fun websites where I can watch everything. I, I probably pay for every streaming service overseas that I can. My mm-hmm. my monthly credit card statement just makes me <laughs> sick when I see it, but it's it's you know I gotta absorb it. It's it's so good. Um, I, I, I'm curious, kind of going through here, where was your first, like, big shot? Like, where was the first company when you went, all right, I've made it. Like, I'm I'm in a really good spot right now. Mm, so, in 2011, I went to the UK. I stayed there for six months. So, I was with this wrestling school called 4FW. They were down in uh, Swindon, England. Um, I basically, you know, the main purpose for me going there is just to train myself and become as, you know, as real, you know, as as professional as possible. Uh, after like two months of my training, this promoter approaching me and, you know, offer me a show. But that that's not a really big show. But that show um, is like my first ever. Uh, wrestling outside Hong Kong and it's in UK. Um, I mean that that show is only like a hundred fans and most of them are kids. But that one really changed my uh, entire mentality towards what I want to become. That's so that's it's so awesome. You know, kind of going through. Yeah. It, I still remember that the show in Coventry, England. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's in in now um. <laughs> this is this is random, and I'm not sure if it's before the 2011 on on what the timeline was. But uh, talking with Jonathan Gresham, uh, you guys shared a, ho- a hostel together in France, apparently. Um, yeah, uh, uh, 2012, I went okay. to Zero One in Japan and stayed there for a couple of months. He was there as well, so uh, we we are actually roommates. Uh, we stayed there <laughs> together and we wrestled a few matches. Um, I. I think I did not wrestle each other, but we in the same show all the time. And then, and then the next year in 2013, when I was in the UK and he was in the UK at the same time as well, and we managed to stay in the same house again. <laughs> and that was back when Jason Lee was uh, running as Jason New, also correct? Yes, yes, he did. Yeah. Well, yeah, I and- Jason to the UK for a little while, but. His main, you know, the main place that he worked for was is Japan all the time. He he was in Japan since 2012 with Zero One for like four or five years, and then now switched to Dragon Gate. That's that's so awesome. I I heard that, and I was just like, man, I I, I would just love to see what a a a room would be. <laughs> the conversations just because the the wrestling minds. It's so, it blew yeah, my man. mind when I heard that. Um, a lot of people got their first main exposure um, a little bit later on. I, I know the first time I really saw you um, the most, uh, the, like the, the first prominent thing, I'm trying to remember what the company was. I think it was TXW. 
But I, I, I got a match. It was you, Tyler Bate, Chris Brooks, and Mark Andrews. Oh, I thought it was yeah, Triple X Wrestling. Yes, 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 yes it does. And it was a four-way uh, in the summer of 2013, and I went, wow. And, and I'd never seen any of uh, any of the four of you. And I went away doing the, the mental checklist of, okay, I need to see him. I need to yeah. see him. I need yeah, to that, see him, that, but I need to see him. That's I still remember. That's in a nightclub somewhere in Birmingham or something. <laughs> And it was just, it was, you know, it was a, it's exactly what you'd imagine a four-way is going to be, but it's just, you know, when you see those those guys for the first time, it, you know, you you always get that instant connection where I'm going to want to see this guy again or I may not want to see this guy again. And I came away going, man, all four of them were, were big time, and, and I'm, I'm excited for more. And then, ironically, you know, we move into 2016, and uh, Cruiserweight Classic happens, and... And here you are wrestling a guy that um, I I can honestly say I I accidentally um, went to the bathroom on his tag title in Minnesota, Aria Tavari, um, at any <laughs> random bar one night. <laughs> and I'm going, Aria, oh, that's crazy. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Actually, the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, I mean that 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 should be the time where. Uh, a lot of American wrestling fans know who I am. I think it's from Cruiserweight Classic. So that's actually opened a lot of doors for me uh, participating in, you know, Cruiserweight Classic. And after that, I spent a year and a half, no, a year and three months in NXT, though. So, and, I mean, this, and, this a year and three months of experience opens a lot of doors for me, no matter in Japan, no matter in a lot of places in Asia, and especially America, you know, uh, especially the last tour that I did, like this, over these two months, there's a lot of people coming to me and say they watch me a lot on on the Cruiserweight Classic and the NXT, and you know that's that's the thing that gave me a lot of opportunities in America. That's all. Yeah, I I um I I have to say um I I was bummed when Arya lost. I was like, dang it, we we had Minnesota in the Cruiserweight Classic and he lost. <laughs> but but I, I was like, okay, I remember him from the Chris Brooks match. And that was when I started finally getting into a lot of the European scene. Um, my my co-host um, got into it with me and, and we got into progress. And we started seeing, you know, uh, Tyler Bate and guys like that and, you know, Noam Dar. And we, we became mm-hmm. giant Walter guys. And, and that the, the UK scene opened us up to getting into – more than just the Japan scene that we had been used to. And that really opened the door. And I think that was the awesome thing about that Cruiserweight Classic is when you really look at those brackets, I mean, it was a great field. Didn't didn't uh, Jason Lee work it too, if I remember right? Yes, he was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Uh, he only did round one, and then I did round one and two. And then after that, I also, you know, get an offer to stay in NXT. Did, was that something where you guys kind of came together, or was it just a coincidence? Uh, me and him wrestle uh, all the time together, and we were invited to. You know, WWE actually did a tryout in Shanghai in 2016, so okay. me and Jason Lee was there, and then with two others, you know, uh, wrestler from Hong Kong was there. So uh, I think it ended up picking me and Jason into the uh, you know the cruiserweight thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking back and I and I see you guys were uh, 
you know, the, the, I see some more of the, the Hong Kong Wrestling Federation right around that time where it looked like that was going again. So, it, it really, yeah, we, we, picking, really picking up there. Yeah, we, we, we basically train ourselves together since 2007. You know, we train ourselves, me and him train a, a lot of time together. And then uh, over time, we wrestle, we travel a lot uh, together to like Singapore and China and been to the, you know, lousiest <laughs> places in China. <laughs> you know, we go through some crazy stories and then, you know, here, here he is. Yeah, those, those are always the fun one when you come through the curtain, there's like nine people and you're like, huh. Well, this is fine. Yeah, man. <laughs> You're like, wow. Yeah, man. All right. Well, I'm going to pick on that guy, I guess, tonight in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, so Dragon Gate kind of became the, the big thing that I think um, has really taken off that, that I think has really, really been where I hear a lot of people going, oh, you know, you ever see the, the, the gentleman that, that – he he'll work the he works the beginning and then he goes to the commentary table and he's doing double duty and he's he's doing everything and I'm like yeah you know I've seen this guy for a while. Um, how did the Dragon Gate all take off for you? Oh um, well, this is a this is a very good story. So uh, Jason Lee came to Dragon Gate first, and then uh, at that time I was in Hong Kong. Oh no, that time where I was well. I was staying in Macau, you know, this is a city, right, next to Hong Kong. It's like an hour mm-hmm. away from Hong Kong. So basically, you know, China, like I said. So uh, they were trying to run the show in Hong Kong. Uh, you know, I uh, I appear to be the promoter of Hong Kong Pro Wrestling. So we got a partnership there. And then uh, 2018, we did uh, Dragon Gate uh, Hong Kong events over there. So the uh, plan was doing a summer Dragon Gate Hong Kong and then another winter Dragon Gate Hong Kong. So we do two Dragon Gate Hong Kong shows every year. So we did that 2018, 2019, 2020, and then COVID came and then everything became a stop. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, I remember the end of 2019, they invited me to do a three-month tour over there. So I did three months. And then they were saying, why don't we do another three months? So I go back for another three months. And then during that three months, that's where COVID. So uh, during that time where there's big show, um, we usually fly in to English commentary from the United States. I don't know if uh, you heard his name before, Larry Dallas and Randy Landon. So mm-hmm. they were doing commentary for the big shows like three, four times mm-hmm. until they are not allowed to come into Japan anymore because of all this COVID restriction. So uh, it ends up there's not a lot of people in Dragon Gate who can speak English. So at first they put up Jay, you know, you know Jay Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at first he's doing it on his own, but then they were asking me, hey, Ho-Ho, you speak a little bit of English. Why don't you uh, try and uh, <laughs> do a little bit of the commentary? <laughs> I said, well, I, I, I actually do not uh, – I don't have a lot of confidence doing that because <laughs> English is not my first language. So sometimes when things happen, I have to think about it on my brain in Chinese and at the same time translate <laughs> to English and it come up from my mouth. So that that's what I that's how I speak English. Um, but then it ended up 
I'm doing that all right. You know, Jay is a really good partner. He have a lot of knowledge about yeah, the history awesome. of Dragon Day, and that he he knows everything about Dragon Day. Like 20 years ago, he doesn't have to look at his iPad, and then he just come out from his mouth. So he's a great <laughs> partner, and then I'm now more confident to do the commentary nowadays. Yeah, I if if I could speak a second language as good as you speak English, I would I would be in in emphatic with I I would love myself. My gosh, we we went to <laughs> you understand my you should <laughs> understand my English. <laughs> oh you're fantastic. You are fantastic <laughs> with it. We um we went to Tokyo uh uh-huh. for like the Wrestle Kingdom weekend in twenty nineteen. We saw we did the the, the dome, we did Corkin for Noah, like Big Japan. Right. You know, we saw everything. Tokyo Oh, Yoshi you stay Pro. here for a long time? Yeah, we were here for twelve days. We stayed at that uh um, Wow. The Tokyo Edmund, I think it is, which is kind of right so near by the, the Korokan there, right? Yeah, yeah, it was like a five minute walk. We we could we walked down the block and we had the New Japan shop. We went a little farther and there was this awesome karaoke place. Um, oh yeah, I probably oh, know where you are. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, we so so we were we were literally we we'd we'd hit down the street. You'd take like a left. You'd walk over a bridge where there's like there was like a water like a like a little lake kind of thing. And then you're kind of what at the a, um, a <laughs> yes, yes. There you go. There's a train station, yeah. and then you walk over, and you're at Tokyo Dome City, uh, right there. So we were five minutes away from it. And right, I think yeah. we, I think we saw like nine wrestling shows, and I felt like the biggest problem because I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't know anything. I, I got pretty good at, I, I got pretty good at the the Arigato Saimasu by the end of it. I got better at that. Uh, but, that's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say that at the uh, at the uh, the Seven Eleven, and she would say bye to me, and and they remembered us from being there all the time. And I mean, it was I, I've never met nicer people. It was it was the best experience of my life. I, I oh, you so you already fun. in a good area because on that area there's a lot of signs that in English. Thing about it, if you go to a smaller town, that's everything in Japanese. We were we were doing pretty good. We uh we we had a we had a we uh we, did, we had a morning buffet that we got with the hotel and I remember one day after we had, we went to both all Japan shows and we went and talked to Joe Doring because he's he's from Wisconsin right up by us here in Minnesota so we were BSing with him after one of the shows <laughs> and I remember we're yeah. going to the buffet and Joe Doring's walking out and he grabs the the hostess guy by his shoulder and he goes I want you to take care of these two good Midwest boys. They're going to do everything here today. And he's like, service to Doring. And they walked us in there. And I was like, man, I feel big time now. I was all excited. Oh, he speaks English, does he? Uh, he speaks Japanese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Joe Doring oh, uh, was pretty good with it. Oh, so cool, that was cool. Awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was such a, it was such a great time. And, you know, unfortunately, as you mentioned, you know, you, you bring up the, the pandemic. And now... I just I'm I'm itching to go back. I want to go back so bad because there there's two things I can say I didn't do when I was there, and that's I didn't get to see a Dragon Gate show and I didn't get to see a Stardom show. And I think I think you guys with Stardom put on two of the best shows in all of wrestling right now. It's it's these Dragon Gate shows are incredible. Uh, you know the commentary you guys, as I said, are fantastic. And I I, I don't yeah man you 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 gotta come to see a Dragon Gate show at some point. Um, oh. It's so different from all the all Japan, New Japan. We don't do we don't do a lot of all these heavyweight things, you know. We do a lot of running, running, a lot of high flying things. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, we, um, me, me and my co-host, we saw a Dragon Gate USA show in Chicago in 2009. Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, and it was, this was back, like, Shingo was feuding with Dragon Kid at the time, and they, I, I, so ironically, it was when Brian Danielson had been fired and then rehired, but he was still doing his committed dates. And he All worked right. Yamato in the main event, and Yamato was in Kamikaze USA. And a guy that I had trained with named Eric Cannon, if you know who Eric Cannon is. Eric um, Cannon, yes, of course. Yeah, so he, we, we, we were not sure if he did or didn't, but I remember we're sitting in the front row, and, and Danielson kicks Yamato over, the, over the, the railing, and he slides in between my, my buddy, my co-host, and me, and he puts his arm around me. So I put my arm around him, and I look at my co-host, and I go, oh, crap, move. And here comes Danielson on the top rope, springboards, jumps over. We both catch him. I mean, the people oh, you catch are freaking him up. up. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if he's like, hey, that dude will catch you if you jump there. And, and we're all yeah. freaking out. And Yamato says, help me, brother. So I pick up and throw him over the guardrail. And, and I remember I was like, God, this Dragon Gate company is it's so good. This is better than what I what I had seen on you know the tape trades and stuff. And then you know circling today, and it's like that's the only time I was able to see it. I would I would love to go to KBS Hall and see the big you know the big windows and ah oh, yeah, like, like, uh, the so problem bad. the problem is that you know uh, with uh, Dragon Gate USA you know that time that was a big thing in America. Um, I've met a lot of fans during my, you know, these two, uh, these two months, I met a lot of friend, uh, fans there, you know, they talk about Dragon Gate, but the memory of their Dragon Gate is like Dragon Gate USA. That was like mm-hmm. 10 years ago with, with Dragon Kid, Shingle, everybody. But there's not a lot of them knows about what Dragon Gate is at this moment, because a lot of things, you know, the Dragon Gate news are in Japanese. The Dragon Gate network, if you don't speak Japanese, it's pain in the ass for you to subscribe. And uh, that's very difficult to buy any merch from Dragon Gate. So yeah. this, this yeah. is the thing that I find out during this two months over there. So, I mean, I, I, I came back to Dragon Gate now. So I'll try. This is the thing that I try to work on, you know, to let the uh, American fans, you know, to, to, to get more exposure of our brand. Yeah, that's that's the I, and I can say the biggest. Uh, the, I, I tried so hard to buy a damn Red tracksuit, and I, it would never ship. And then my credit card company would decline it, and then I couldn't get a Tenso heel box <laughs> to work right. And I'm, I'm like, I just want a tracksuit, man. That's all I want. <laughs> Did you end up buying that? No, I I I gave up. I'm gonna try again here soon. I I kind of because now I'll I'm get, like, cause, no, I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you. I got you, man. You just wait right, for man. another couple of weeks. I'll got you. Okay, hell yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, I just, that's all I wanted to buy. I was just going to buy it. I bought a New Japan tracksuit like the day we got there. Ooh, we had to wait a couple of days because of the New Year when we when we landed. Because we got there, we flew out New Year's Eve. So when we and got it, there. It's easier for you because they got an actual shop over there. Okay. Yeah. That's, but I mean, so that's if, if you want to, if you want to buy something Japanese online, it's always pain in the ass. <laughs> Yeah, it was just, it was so, so hard. It was, um, it's, it's not a Dragon Gate thing. It's like Japanese thing. Cause yeah. you know, Japanese, you know, the bank's going to decline your payment. <laughs> and then sometimes the internet, um, the translate is messed up. And then it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I went for it, but it was, I, I mean, that's, it's, I, I just, I'm, 
I'm infatuated with it, and I and I love you know with the whole bringing it up. I was I was the guy at the the Dragon Gate USA show cheering for Naruki Doi. You know, I uh-huh. I I I've, I've been in the Dragon Gate loop since. What I actually, to be fair, what 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 a lot of people in America it seems like got to Dragon Gate through the Ring of Honor WrestleMania weekend when they did the six man. Um, yes. You know, yes, Yankee yes. and Saito and everyone. But I was the guy who when when Jushin Liger was was you know, control terrorism unit, Black Liger, won the Dreamgate, that's what brought me into the company. And I know he had a short reign loss oh. to Shima, but that was that what, was what also got me. at least like seven, eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a while ago and it was um that was those really it might have been like two thousand six to be honest with you now that I think about it. Two thousand five? Is it that long? Is it that long? I think I, I, I think Liger I was like a lot of average he was, I think Liger was like the sixth champ, if I remember right, six or seven champs. It was a while ago. And oh, you were right when he was Black Liger, right? Not the real yeah. Liger. He was Black Liger. Yeah. And he uh. came in and he's like, I'm better than you. I'm from New Japan. And then, you know, he's beating everyone. And then here comes Shima, you know, the, the savior, ironically, now to say that. But he, you know, he comes in and gets the. Gets but how the do you get access to all that? You, you bought the DVDs or bought the VHS or something, right? Tape, yeah, tape trading. RF video was a thing back in the day. Oh, um, shit, RF videos. That's, <laughs> i tell you a funny story, man. Um, you know, back in Hong Kong, we have all this, like, cable TV, right? And then they all stopped wrestling at one point. Okay. So, but that time, I really desperate, want to watch wrestling. I want to watch Japanese wrestling, but I, I don't speak or read any Japanese at all. I do. A, that's why in Hong Kong, I was ordering from RF Videos and HighSpots.com. Yeah. Order the VHS, order the VHS, order a Japanese program from America, and then ship to Hong Kong and put it into my VHS machine. How stupid is that? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. That's, so that's what I did. What I did for over like two years until DVD exists, and then I start buying DVDs. <laughs> I, I loved it. And there's a problem with DVD as well because there's a, some, some sort of area code where I can yeah. my DVD player in Hong Kong cannot play some American DVDs, and then uh, a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, so they're all region coded. I remember I bought a um, I bought a DVD from Japan. It was like the history of Crazy Max versus M2K, but it was a region two DVD, so my PlayStation Two couldn't play it. And I was like, well, this sucks. <laughs> I just spent like thirty dollars on shipping. On top of the DVD, I just want to watch Crazy Max, and, and oh, I was pissed. But yeah, it was it was um, Liger won the title on my birthday, ironically, March twenty fifth, two thousand seven, at Memorial Game. Was was when he won? Is it two thousand seven? Is the is the DVD still with you? <laughs> no, but I still have the VHS somewhere. It was like a best of like Junior's High Spots edition, and it had like it had some random like two thousand one. Um, Marafuji uh, match where he had like blonde hair. It, that was weird. It was, oh, and then there was yeah, a man. there was a, a random. I can't I, I can't remember what promotion it was. It might have been like Jersey All Pro, but it was the first time I ever saw Loki. He wrestled um, um, Kaz Fujita, but not the Ironhead Fujita. And he just beat the hell out of this guy. And I'm like, who is this Loki guy murdering somebody? Like this isn't this oh, is safe. Didn't, I didn't see that match at all. That sounds fun. <laughs> but you know, in in 
you mentioned how Dragon Gate now is is so musty, and I think the one thing that that draws us to Dragon Gate that we try to put on so much is unlike all these other promotions, Noah, All Japan, New Japan, you guys don't take your rookies and put them in black trunks and have them do Boston Crabs for three years. You know, you got um, you got a like SB Kento who's one of the biggest stars in the world and he's been a pro for like thirteen months. Like it's incredible. Yes. yes. Well basically there are like ten rookies that graduate over the last three years and everybody have their own character already before I mean, some of them already carrying belts, as you say, yeah. you know, SB Kento already been like two times champion. No, he got he, he, he's a six-man tech champion and then becomes a brave skate and then, you know, things like that happens. It's, it, it isn't like Noah and All Japan, that kind of thing, you know. No Boston. Well, they still do Boston crap, but... <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> but, like, so when we watched Wrestle Kingdom Night 3 this year, I was, I was so excited. I was like, man, Katsuki Nakajima might be my favorite wrestler in the world right now. And I, could, I was so excited to see him in Shingo. Because I, I love the mm-hmm. fact that Shingo's getting all this more exposure and doing more stuff. And then it's like the show was watered down and, you know, the opening match was two rookies and all they did was like back and forth, like stretching each other. And I was like, man, yeah, like if, yeah, if yeah. this was, if this was watching, uh, you know, Kento Kabune when, when he's wearing black trunks with like lightning bolts or whatever on there, you know, he's out there throwing drop kicks and shit and he's, it's so much better. It's like this. This is why a lot of these companies, I feel like, are stalling, is because they're not planning for the future and they get into a rut. And they don't know where to go. You know, you look at this. Yeah, last I, and, I think that nowadays Dragon Gate is the company where there's a lot of rookies coming out every year. If you can see oh. Noah, New Japan, you have a lot of rookie coming out every year. But mm-hmm. I mean, Dragon Gate may be like the one is the one who is falling up. Oh, it's, it's, you know, like, Shotanaka, fantastic worker, nothing nothing against him, but they finally started doing something with him, but he's 32, and it's like, you know, how long was this guy in a rookie system, whereas, you know, you got Hip Hop Kikuda, who debuted during the, the empty arena COVID crowds, and he's eight months later facing Shin Skywalker for a title, for the for the Dream Gate, like, it's Yeah, and then he yeah, broke his hand. He broke his arm. Yeah. <laughs> is, 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 is there any? Is he coming back soon? Are we getting him back? I, I'm not sure yet. I haven't seen him yet. But I remember before coming out to the U.S., I I saw him far away walking around. I don't know what he's doing, but I, I'm sure he's coming back probably this year. Surely coming back, but just yeah. don't know when. Well, it was such a freak accident. You know, he, he it was just a tackle drop down, and he bumped and popped his shoulder and rolled out of the ring, and it was it. It was like. That was extremely basic and freak accidents happen. It's like, dang man. Yeah, I, so I, much I still remember me and me and Jay, you know, since they are doing some lockup and things, so me and Jay are still telling jokes and then the next moment we see like Kikuda like rolling outside the ring, I was like, What's happening? And then next yeah. minute ding 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 ding. You guys are like, Oh, I remember you guys talking about maybe REDs planning some shenanigans and doing everything you can to try to cover, but it's like Damn, that sucks. And then, like, so next simple. minute, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, yeah. So that, 
that that makes me want to get your thoughts here. Those two Corican shows that just happened on the thirteenth and fourteenth. Are you are you did you get to see those? <laughs> no, I did not. I still didn't have time to watch it yet. No, but no. I, 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 I know a little bit what's happening, you know, the units trying to, you know, switch around with the units. Yeah. So I think this month in February that you you see a lot of storyline that's going, you know, back and forth and 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 more clear about what's happening this year. It it we were talking about it and, and this might have been, in my opinion, the most the most important set of Corkin, like non big five type shows in the last 10 years. Like it was, it was what we got dragon diet back. I, I thought he was going to kill himself on a skateboard. I'm like, Oh God, what is he doing? He's, he does not look comfortable on the skateboard. I'm like, please don't do anything wrong. <laughs> we don't need you yeah. having an accident. You know, and, and yeah, man. it was, it was great. And they came back and, and won the titles and, and Yoshioka looked like, I mean, he, he looked just yoked coming back, not being a die Inferno in that, probably the hottest suit I've ever seen somebody have to wear. And it, it was just, it was great to see this kind of stuff. And, and I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, man, I look, look at his body. He's covered with all the Die Inferno shirt and then he take it off and then, wow, he's so jacked, man. Oh my gosh. He, I re- he came through and I was like, wow. I was like, this dude was definitely going, I'm going to make people not remember what I look like when I get out of this body suit, that's for sure. Yeah, man. <laughs> it was the Ben K transformation, if you will. Where it was like, <laughs> he's here and now he's here. And you're yeah, like, man. God. Um, I, I, I wanted to ask you just a couple more things. I don't want to keep you too long. I, I Usually we talk for like 20 minutes with people and – I, I apologize. I've been having so much fun rambling with you. Oh, I've been going for <laughs> I don't an hour it's fun to talk to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 had this last uh, U.S. trip. How did this all go? Um, you know, where did you all go to have uh, you know work anyone crazy? I kind of I kind of followed a little bit on the cage match. Obviously, I saw the dark match with Sammy. Um, well, how did this trip go? Oh, this trip. Well. Um, yeah, I went to the UK in November, in the middle of November, and then so that's uh, more or less ten weeks. Um, so far, I did like seven matches. You know, some a couple of matches are not listed on you know the cage match because yeah. that's really really local match. But I mean that that is really good for me. You know, I come here. I at first I thought, oh no. Probably nobody knows who I am, although I was in, you know, NXT for a while, but that was like four years ago. I was assuming that nobody knows me, but it ends up, oh, people still come in and see Ho-Ho and, you know, know who I am. Um, the most surprising thing, I went to AEW to do that dark match. So mm-hmm. I've got no ring entrance. So I just walk in the ring during, you know, they're switching the camera angles and shit like that. So I walk in the ring. And then people were shouting, how, 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 not one, <laughs> but like a few of them, oh, that's, oh, shit, that's ho, ho. Then that's the moment that I know, oh, people still know me. Right. You know, that, that's so fun. I mean, it's not like I, I went to the different shows where I was already, you know, they got pre-advertised me. So people know me. I was like, oh, okay, they know me because they... They, they they see all the social media, they see all the advertisement. But then this AEW thing, nobody advertised me before. I just walked in the ring with no entrance. So 
I, 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 I was expecting that's just another job, <laughs> but there's enough people knowing me, so I'm really happy about it. That's so awesome. That, that's it's great to hear, man. How was uh, how was your experience in Game Changer on uh, that that uh, New Year's Eve show? Oh, did Blog Talk just super kick him? I hope not. Oh man. Of course, of course, it's gotta. Oh no! What? I don't know. I don't know if we can hear anything. Blog talk. No. Did blog talk kick us? Hello. Hello. Oh, there we go. We're like, dang it! Blog talk just pulled the Triple H and bury him on our on our live radio show here. I was like, you damn network, you. <laughs> yeah, just cut me off. What am I so boring or what? No, I was pissed. I, I'm looking around the room, going, "We're checking cables." My co-host is checking our our line, and I'm like, "This stupid ass network just gave him the pedigree and just buried him and said we're not pushing talent." Yeah. Where were no, we? No. Where were we? Um, I was I was just curious. So, how was your game changer experience on that New Year's show with Jimmy Lloyd? Oh, well, game changer, you know, um, before I came to the U.S., my impression about GCW, they do a lot of action things like that. So uh, before I go into that, I feel a little bit worried about, do I have to cut my head and do something like that? I still worry about it until the mm. day I get to Atlantic City, I met them, and then I find out they still do a lot of cruiserweight stuff, high-flying stuff. I didn't know that. It probably because the only eye-catching things <laughs> over social media are those death match. But then, oh yeah, it's all Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then on the show day, they were really, really professional. You know, everything is online. You know, they've got the schedule. They got the really professional planning. Um, um, Brett is such a nice promoter. He's so nice. Um, you know, they treat me like really well. I mean, and coming down to the show, I was like the second or the third match of the night. The crowd was so hot. Um, I'm so welcome. You know, after the show, the fans was chanting, please come back, please come back. So, yeah, I want to come back because, the, well, the crowd there in GCW is also in a different level. They They were... Nothing like them in the other shows, even not with the AEW fans. You know, the fans in GCW, they 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 are so good. They're so into the uh, the wrestling. You know, the show started at eight o'clock. It runs until midnight because that's a New Year show. They never feel tired. They shout all the way down four hours, five hours. Yeah, those those GCW. Okay. I I I. I, I, I What's that? Unless it's on traditional yeah, pay-per-view. Yeah, it's on traditional pay-per-view. God, I still feel bad about that pay-per-view they just had. Where they're like, oh, wait, we have a timer? All right, Briscoe's, you got four minutes. <laughs> the main event, like, damn. But, you know, they live and they learn. A um, couple questions that uh, uh, my listeners had, uh, I'll give you real fast here. 
Uh, one of them was, what, what was, if you could take anything uh, food-related-wise that you had here while you were in America that you could bring back with you that you can't have, uh, can't have now, is there anything that you would say, I must have this with me at all times? I tell you, Chinese food in America, I don't mean Chinese food, like especially the Hong Kong, you know, Hong Kong food in America mm-hmm. tastes better than the Hong Kong one. Whoa! I'm telling you That's the good. truth. I'm not joking. Like Chinese food, I don't know about the Chinese food like That's North China. Like 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 American food, you have like Western, like Southern American food, China as well. We have Northern food and Southern food. Hong Kong food are the Southern food and the Southern Chinese food in America tastes so much better than the Hong Kong one, I tell you. That's cool. Got to give a shout out to... Yeah. Yeah, gonna hit Chinatown for a while then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you have any plans on when the next time you're gonna return to uh, the U.S. might be? I do not know yet. So I just came back in Japan for a few days and I'll try to speak to promoters and see what the future looks like. It can be as quick as this year, but it can be next year. I don't know yet. And I also need to do, see what's uh, happening for me in Dragon Gate. I don't know uh, mm. what sort of things they got me in uh, Dragon Gate yet. So, uh, yeah, no plan in conclusion. <laughs> no plan. And then, so I, I know you mentioned, um, is, is it still a two-week quarantine process when you come back? Um, uh, basically one week. So I'm one in week. my day three now. Um, actually... Actually, it's not bad for like one week. I still sleep through it, you know, try to adjust my jet lag, and then I'll come out fresh like a real, you know, come out from no jet lag like a real normal person. (laughs) (laughs) That was the one I left Tokyo at at like 1.30 p.m., and when we landed, it was like 10.30 in the morning the same day, and I was like, how the hell did I just go back in time? I was like, this is... (laughs) <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and that, that threw me off, too. We, we we left on New Year's Eve to go, and when we landed, it was like the end of New Year's Day, and we were like, oh, man, okay, well, I guess we missed that. We, we were like, let's go walk around and see where the festivities are, and somehow, um, without without even trying to, we ended up at Corican. And we we just hit the elevator and went up to the fifth floor and and uh, suddenly we I'm like oh my god there's Masato Tanaka and that's uh, Shinshiro Otani and we somehow <laughs> just walked into the zero one show without without paying or giving them a ticket or anything I I don't know how oh, really? we made that and I'm just suddenly in there just buy I, I I'm buying merch the first day and just, just dropping money like oh let me get that Don Gon elbow shirt boom here's a picture Yahtzee. Oh, Donnie, let me get a picture. And, and then I finally realized, I was like, I was talking to my buddy, I was like, I don't think we're just supposed to be in here. So we kind of just made our way out the door and just left. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so awestruck coming over. I was, I was jacked. It was, it was something I wanted to do. I, I can truly say that the, and this is, this is a perfect way to, to kind of conclude, because um, I always take a shot at my mother, who uh, mm-hmm. the very first WCW Nitro was at the Mall of America in Minnesota here. And Jushin Thunder Liger, the man who really got me into everything, 
wrestled Brian Pillman in the opening match, and she refused to take me to the Target or to the Mall of America to watch that match. And in going <laughs> to Tokyo, seeing two New Japan shows, I never in my life got to see Jushin Thunder Liger. So every single year on the anniversary of the very first Monday Night Show, I prank call my mom from our radio show and just berate her for not letting me see Liger. And one of these years, she's going to tell me to <laughs> shove it and hang up on me. I know she's going to be sick of it, but she's a good sport. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> no, funny, man. Um, I, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on, man. It, it, was, it was an awesome time. I had so much fun just bantering wrestling with you. I'd love to do it again if you're ever bored and want to talk wrestling with us because this was – this was so much fun to just talk. Um, plug anything you got for our listeners, sir, and, and, and let them know any way they can, they, can, they can read your stuff, you know, the whole nine yards. I'd, I'd love for more exposure your way. Yeah, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, uh, HoHoLun719, H-O-H-O-L-U-N-719. Um, I've got a lot of, you know, wrestling-related thing, of course, on my Twitter and, you know, Dragon Gate thing um, that will be available in English because, you know, there's a lot of things that only available in Japanese and nobody knows and Google Translate sometimes mess it up. <laughs> and... <laughs> And yeah, Some of the wrestling uh, so, names you so, get in the translation are the funniest things. I, I, I they blow my yeah. mind sometimes. <laughs> yeah, man. And then the goal of me doing this US trip, uh, after that, I come back here and try to uh, make more Dragon Gate content available in English. Um, I'm going to work with Jay and see what we can do. So check out on my Twitter. That will be a lot of information about Dragon Gate in English in the future. And then, uh, yeah, I'm also on Pro Wrestling Tees. If you want to support me, buy something yeah. over there. Yeah, man. Uh, just hold three words. Get, I'll be there. Get the U.S. shirt. Yeah, that Gotta will still be there. Yeah, that will still be there for maybe another couple of weeks, and then I'll take it down and put something else. But I'm not sure yet. I still don't have the mood to design a new shirt yet. So <laughs> that will be there for a while. <laughs> And then uh, my Instagram always have my wrestling-related things, and I sometimes put some foot reveal on that as well. <laughs> hey, cool. Hey, hey, I tell you, just put a tweet about how good the Los Angeles Chinatown is. The newest tweet was about that. <laughs> See? It, look, that's why you got you yeah. to check it out. You know, pay attention. But that, one I, I, that one I wrote, I wrote that in Chinese. I want to let the Hong Kong fans know about American Chinese food already suppressed you in Hong Kong. Oh, see? He's shooting, y'all. He's shooting right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Before you questioned me about that, I already put that on the Instagram. I thought you read that and then you asked me that question, but obviously you didn't because that tweet was in Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Hey. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I, I had so much fun chatting. Like I said, usually these things are 20 minutes, and, you know, we're going into hour number two of the show. And it's well, okay. I mean, thank you very much for having me here. It's, it's a fun one hour for me. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll reach out to you again. You know, I, I, I'd love to just pick your, ba- pick your brain and just banter about wrestling and just talk about what we love, man. It was so much fun. Yeah, man, absolutely, man. Thanks a lot. Uh, hold on, y'all. We'll talk okay. again, sir. Thank you. 
Yeah, thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, Loon, y'all coming at it. Oh, my God. That was a hell of an interview, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, coming in uh, hot, and, hot and heavy, if you will. When he, when he started cursing and getting comfortable, I was like, oh, this is getting great. <laughs> now we're going to have some fun with it. That's why you're the best in the business, Ryan. That was awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you to Ho-Ho Loon. Uh, thank you to Ryan. Um, of course, we didn't want any feedback, you know, kind of to and fro here. And plus, you know, I froze. <laughs> no, man, you're tight, dude. It's okay. I, I look, I look back at Alex, and I was like, "Is it okay that I, I'm just, ra- I'm just." Yeah, going. no. I mean, it was just, it was great. It was just a naturalistic conversation, as always, and uh, got to learn a lot. And lo- love to hear the love that Ovaloon has still here stateside um, and in Europe. Yeah, which is really cool, you know, and just to kind of learn that aspect, um, you know, him and Jason Lee, you know, kind of coming up and. and you know, just kind of, you know, here and, and that's there and everywhere. And very cool. When, and then, yeah. When Russia was like, I share a hostel with Jason uh, New and uh, Oh Lude <laughs> in, in France. I was like, shit, Jason Lude, Oh Lude in France? Jordan. No, that was really cool. Really all right. Cool. Jordan's listening, so I'm going to have one of his things now. Ooh. <clears throat> Spadunkle. It's just like that Harry Potter bean thing you guys used to do on uh, Twitch. These are the ones where Jordan goes, you better yeah, chew that cool shit up. You better chew it to the garden. Yeah, that's just like, chew it. Man, Jordan said, cool. goddamn amazing interview. Yeah, that was really, really awesome. <laughs> Alex posting pictures of Baliana Aki for some reason. Is he in Bullet Club? Yeah, he's the newest member. Because <laughs> of his hair alone. Alex, the Royal Rumble was a thing like Yeah, it happened. Championship matches and other championship max matches, uh, mixed uh, tag matches that apparently happened that I don't think anyone in here really watched. Um, two rumbles, one predictable, um, one by you on our last show that we did last week uh, <laughs> with our Royal Rumble predictions. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty interesting. New uh, new champion over on a Monday Night Raw as uh, Bobby Lashley secures the bag and the championship as Paul Heyman. Turns on him as he helps the tribal chief as Roman Reigns, as of course the te- technical legend predicted, uh, came on down, looked at Heyman. Heyman handed him the belt. Clocks Lesnar. One, two, three. Lashley gets the victory. Um, pretty neat, though. I- I'm happy there was a title change. Uh, I'm happy the rumored title versus title yeah, is not happy. It wasn't going to be a rumored that. unification, but still, if it's not unified, what's the yeah, point? Yeah, you're not doing that. And that was the one thing, too, is is you know not not to be over dramatic about it, but to me it was obvious. Agreed. It's you, you you're not having Roman lose because of the continuous putting over 588 yeah, days. Yeah. You know? So he's the guy that has to be the champion. Mm-hmm. If you if you're both wrestling, you're not taking the title off of Roman. Is he gonna be Bruno Streak? Oh, he's got. Like, he's not gonna be Bruno Streak because that was what 25 well, years. Well. Bruno was four years. Was it? Was it like a thousand? I thought it was like a thousand days. Yeah, he's. I think he was the, halfway there, like Bon Jovi said. <laughs> halfway there. <laughs> uh, Damn, they're close. Wow, wow. But I mean, yeah, I, I agree with with that instance. You're just there, you're but. not taking the title off the guy who has the longevity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lashley is the guy that you've invested in, so you put the strap back on him with outside interference. 
you can get one over on Lesnar and it doesn't hurt him. And made him believable to the fans with the hurt business, yeah. you know, until they dismantled him like idiots. But, you know, whatever. They survived, honestly. And him an MVP, you. and I was surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's because, <laughs> you know, something I said to you, this was back going back to uh, when he wrestled Braun Strowman in that oh, street yeah. fight. I and it was great. The one thing about Bobby Lashley is he might not be the greatest worker, but this man puts in effort. He's a good, big he man worker, mm-hmm. though. I he would is. say I would say he's probably in the top five big men in he, all of wrestling. He's probably like my most see, my most must see in the company. What's wild is him and his big marquee matchup at WrestleMania 23 15 years ago. Yeah, of course Baga. he took the sabbatical with the E, mm-hmm. did TNA, did MMA, came back. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it works for some people where, you know, they kind of leave, they find themselves, they build their craft as we hear on all these different podcasts with the other wrestlers. And they're saying, sometimes it's good for you to go away. You well, know. And that's what I said. Impact was what I think helped yeah. Lashley and Drew McIntyre, yeah. you know, another but example. Drew McIntyre, I think as much as impact helped him, I also think you got to look at Dragon Age USA yeah. and Evolve. Yep. Yep. Um, and him partnering with Gargano. And just learning from Johnny Gargano so much. Keep forgetting that was a thing. Yeah, they were my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so like he, he had that, and obviously the impact Blows did help coming mind. in and doing the yeah. Drew Galloway because yep. he worked angle guys like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Lashley really figured it out because they gave him the ball and and they, they said we're, we're confident needed to to carry our company. Mm-hmm. And he took that personally and improved and got better and carried that company. Oh yeah. And he came back to the E and he's doing the same. I mean. He and a brilliant back. mouthpiece. I mean, I think MVP is a huge instrument in, you know, in the success of Bobby Lashley within the last, God, it, it well, seems like two years or maybe play, a year, but. They play a lot of the same similarities that Lesnar and Heyman do too. Or yeah. if you need it, oh, Lesnar yeah. and, and Lashley can cut promos. You don't need them to because you have Lesnar not as good lately. I mean, I, it's a little over the top, but it's just because it's unexpected. Yeah. But it still works. You're, you're 100%. Mm-hmm. But Lashley can talk. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. the thing that works about Lashley is they never made him a chicken shit heel. He <laughs> always was like, I'm going to whip your ass, and I'm going to oh, take that title. Yeah. You know, that's just. It he just, just had some sisters. Yeah, well, that's the one thing. And too. that's not on he, him. He comes back to this company and is put in that angle with his sisters and Sami oh, Zayn. Sami Zayn. And he overcame that to be the biggest thing that they got on yeah. Raw. Oh, yeah. And believable. That's the mm-hmm. big thing is people believed. You know, you had your, your Lesnar's for, you know, damn near 10 years since his comeback. You had your Roman Reigns's, you know, where it was the go-away heat comparable to now where it's the – nuclear heat that you want you know so i mean it's just things that yeah like you said he just developed that and, and kind of got what they were looking for and just everything aligned um especially in the transition with cena going out mm-hmm. and taker you know hanging it up finally and this and that still not making quote-unquote new stars but still you know the stars that they've had you know, just got a fresh coat of paint, you know, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, and again, Lesnar is a prime example of that right now. Yeah. Cause when the hell did we ever see this kind of side besides, of course, the legendary boombox bra. <laughs> and that's, that's the one company that this, the one problem that this company is running into that as, you know, match with Ho-Ho. Um, yeah. They, there's no future. You're doing Brock and Roman again. A disservice. Because you don't have anyone else. Yeah. Well, look at the women's. Well, that's because of firings, but yeah, no developmental in the in the women. But surprisingly, no NXT. It's almost like they're trying to keep it away. 
Like they don't want it to even be associated. Which I don't know about that, but I think it literally is. You know, we we shit on it, but it it, it is a true developmental. Yep, that's what it's became. Was, well, and and you know, again, we're gonna say, oh, it's bright colors, or oh, it's shoddy matches. It's just because it's on Tuesday nights on USA that we're complaining about it. It's like me. What did I always say when we, you know, when we first met? Oh God, I really don't like going to gymnasiums for wrestling mm-hmm. matches. I feel weird. Or oh, you know, I don't like going to local music shows because it's weird. You know, I feel cringy. Like I give props because I can never do that shit. You know, you're learning your craft, you're honing, you know, your what you want to do. But for me, I'm like I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I could be doing something else, but. I think watching NXT, it's like people are like, I could be doing something else, but you know, every now and then I'll watch it and I say, oh wow, I could see where this character is yeah. going. I could see what they're trying to do. Yes, it's very '90s. It's this and that, but with the rumor that Shawn Michaels is the guy there now behind Pritchard and and whatnot. But if he has a little bit more, you know, say, I think he has that ability to build those characters and to learn and mold from what they're being through. Right? I they're think going through right now. I think the one problem, too, with NXT, whereas, yes, I have been hard on it. That's 100% truth. But the counter-argument to that, where I'm not mad at myself for it, is you're on USA. Mm -hmm. You're on primetime television at at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday. You know, you're getting prominent two hours. You know, if you want to be a big boy promotion, you know, you want to be a big-time thing. But, I mean, that's like... You know, it's it's not like we're talking about MLW who's on YouTube, right. or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. where I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rip them. But if you you want to try to be in the spotlight, you're gonna get treated that way. You know, and and I'm gonna compare you to New Japan, and and uh, you know things like that. Like a Dragon Gate. Yeah, I'm gonna compare you to watching a Dragon Gate show. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna compare Tuesday on Tuesday's NXT. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna compare it to watching the January 13th Corkin. Yeah. Where you know you want to you want to play big time? Well, you better give me, you know, a breeze of a show, yeah. not a chore of a show. Yeah, I want to see great storylines with, you know, uh, Shin Skywalker now is is an Red, yeah, and he's still wearing all five masquerade masks because he's having like a midlife crisis type thing, which is amazing. Yeah. he's still wearing purple, but he's in <laughs> Red. But then he wants to fight these guys, and then and then he's screaming and howling. Yeah, and he doesn't he's in Kota Minora's face, and then Kyo's like, "Oh, come with me!" And then, but then on top of that, we're getting all these rookies who are yeah, like Ryan yeah, Fuda, yeah. who's playing great, and you know, they're giving me a big time show mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. If that's what you're gonna, if that's what you're offering, like Dynamite, I'm gonna treat I'm gonna treat NXT the same as Dynamite. You I'd know? say Rampage. Or dark, or so you're, you're, dark or dark elevation. You're on at seven o'clock for two hours on yeah. USA, which is one of the biggest television networks on cable. Yeah, you are not you are not on Anthem like Impact. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're going to get treated like the same show that's on TBS, and one's going to be way better than you. Is it weird to you that they defend the TBS title on TNT on Rampage, and then they defend the TNT they? title on TBS? On Dynamite? Well, no, they defended the TNT on Friday. Cargill and... Juno. No, I get that, but, like, before that. Like, Did I they? just find it funny, yeah. And then, of course, you know, like I said, the, the TNT championship, it's been on, like, Friday night. Or um, on uh, Wednesday TBS? night. Yeah. 
It's kind of kind of funny. Like they booked themselves in a corner naming those titles. I think it's just to try to try to. No, do I get the synergy aspect of it all, but still, it's a little ridiculous. Where it's like, all right, we could have come up with a little something else, I suppose. Yeah, so like I get it. Um, I you know I told want to track suit too, homie. Too wax. Paul at least give me a shirt. Paul oh, send out messages. I'm gonna work on getting that merch for you, but I was like, I wanted to get a care package. Me. Oh, I was like, you always get the shit. <laughs> oh yes, the shit. Look, I'll make sure you get a. Uh, Does Brom Breaker ever? I don't think I've heard a promo from him. I he, know he, he can work, and he, he's got. He cut one of my favorite NXT 2.0 promos Did ever. He? When he's uh, he's Did he do the math. He's talking to Gargano. And he's like, he's like, if you want a, if you want a friend or something, go get a dog. I don't give a shit about you. <laughs> so I was like, let's go. Okay. And I was okay. like, wow, they're trying to really be AEW saying shit. Entitlement right there. Mm-hmm. You. He's like, you want a friend? Go get a dog. Damn. I started laughing so hard. So like, they go to raw. You know, you, you look at that though, and, and these people are learning how to fly on that show. So that's mm-hmm. like, that's the only hard part. Is like Braun Breaker's had like 15 matches in his career. But he looks good. But, I mean, that could just be his lineage. And that could be like, hey, I'm sure he toyed around in the ring with his you know, oh, yeah. family. You know, There's no the way him and Pops weren't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Ray, Rick Steiner was considered a great technical wrestler. He, a lot of people thought he was, a lot of people had him about his brother. Yeah. When they were the varsity squad. Yeah. He was TV uh, said he was TV the dude. champion. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Rotunda and Sullivan. And then, you know, just Steiner had more of, I mean, he barked. I don't know. If, is that a Vince thing, or did he do that in WCW? He always did okay. the, thing, the thing that set him apart is Steiner, Steiner changed his body. Steiner hit that gym. Well, yeah, he, he, was always, he wasn't until, yeah, he didn't get big until he was got big. You know, mm-hmm. big pop of pump essentially. Because he was always yeah, jacked yeah. when he had the mullet, but yeah. he got rid of the mullet. He dyed his hair. He got the goatee. He started wearing the sunglasses. Mm-hmm. He ditched the singlet, and he changed his look. And he cultural appropriated a lot of, uh, <laughs> you know, different, different things. There. You know, he showed his physique off, and oh, yeah. he was a he was a draw. Yeah, he sure was. Not naive, but yeah. And, and, sure and he was fantastic when he was, I would love watching promos. Rick Flair with your crooked-ass yellow teeth. He just, <laughs> like, they just let him shoot. It was great. Yes, yes. He was a, a freestyle maestro, if you will. And then in the midst of that, Rick. Stopped working out as much and kind of was just comfortable with his role and and put on like pseudo S and M type of leather and dog collars and then that was that yeah, wore yeah. a daddy hat and the rest of his history. That's now he's very changed. successful in another field. So what is he doing now? Thinking like real estate. Oh, or something. that makes sense. Is that what they all do? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> to Florida, California, or whatever. Oh, Luna, if you do real estate when you retire, let me know. Some properties in Tokyo. There we go. Oh man, dude! I, I'm telling you, the next like when when this shit's done, mm-hmm. or when it gets to the point where everyone just goes What's crazy. Is I don't even want to go to the New Japan show. I want to go to like everywhere else. I know. I had more fun at Noah and all Japan. Dude, imagine Noah now. Oh my god. So when when we went to Noah, Wait, it was, that was the ending of the Noah of old, right? Wasn't that in between the transition and they got kind of. the green and everything? No, they saw the green. Yeah, well, but like, yeah. what did they give? I remember you went in with Tizzy. Was it the logo? Yes, they changed or? the logo on the green, and they they went to that black and red. Okay, I think so. Uh, but they went back to they, they went back to the red now that now that there was cyber fight. Oh, okay, okay. Um, 
But like when we won, it was Access was it was it was Go and Nakajima were a tag team, mm-hmm. and they wrestled. I want to say it was like Yuji Hino and Kazuma Sakamoto or something. Ooh. It was it was a cool match because they were the hooligans. And I remember I, I, I DM'd Cody Hall, or I tweeted at Cody Hall, and I was like, ah, really wanted to buy a Cody Hall shirt, but I couldn't find your merch stand. And he's like, I'm right over by the front, buddy. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to find a Cody Hall shirt. Talk about booking yourself in a corner. And then uh, the main event was uh, Keno and uh, Kimia. Kimia was champ. I would have fell asleep. <laughs> Kimia hit him with a... <laughs> Oh, is that the kick? No, that wasn't the kick. No, that was in Kimia. Where he got kicked and the dude just fell dead by Isaiah. Oh, no, that was the opener. So that was Kimi Okada, who was the typical young <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wrestled Masa Kimia. And Kimia uh, was in his full Masa Saito gear when he was curtain jerking. And two minutes into the match, he spears Kimi Okada, and Kimi Okada goes, <laughs> and he pins him, and then he just walks to the back. And Kenny Okada's <laughs> in the ring, and nobody's going to be able to see what I'm doing. But he's screaming, and no noises coming out with his mouth open like this. Just in agony, because Masaki Amiya just speared him into another galaxy. I've never heard somebody go, oh! Just in time, though. I, we, were, we were sitting with uh, David McDonald from the Super J-Cast ah, nice. at that show. And I remember we all were like, oh, my God. Masaki to me is just tore him up. Um, but, yeah, no, I, want, like, I want to go see a stardom show. I want to. I, my, my order would probably be Dragon Gate. Honestly, it would go stardom and then Noah. Yep. Those would be. Yep. I, I mean, DET, I would probably do over All Japan. And then it would probably be all Japan. Well, all Japan is in such a bad state. They've been like that forever. Again, we always said good wrestling, but you always get this. I mean, it, you could say that with any company. But you know, the lack of depth. I mean, they really suffer. They are the epitome. They have a lack they of depth. Like suffer no of it. Yeah. That's yeah. such a good point because it's like it, it. To me, it felt like they were trying to keep Kenta Miyahara happy away from the title. <laughs> Until the pandemic can, stuff was done, yeah, and then like when, with Okada, yeah, exactly, bingo. Let's keep it away from our our eight, mm-hmm. and when we can start selling tickets, then we'll put it back on. So then the people that they did put as champions are in that. Does that just show lack of faith, like an evil, or was it just like we always said? I, I always said, anyways, the evil championship win was a tryout. It was a gimme. It was like, hey, what do we have it was to like the lose? First night I'll run. Yeah, you know, what he do we have against to lose? ECE yeah. and then dropped it right back. Yeah, yeah. The, the difference with All Japan is all they did was put on the Booker. Just put on <laughs> Suwama. I mean, if you fifteen months, you said Suwama held that title from like March twenty third or something until after the Champions Carnival when he had to vacate in June because of COVID. Who's the most unnarcissistic Booker out of Kevin Sullivan, Suwama, or Kevin Nash? Yeah, Sullivan and Dusty. Probably Sullivan. He never made himself a world champion or anything. Yeah, but he always like put himself over. He created a whole, you know, Legion of Doom. Or he did, but he never won a title. It's true. Took a woman though. All right, well, Ben Law took her back. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> yes, he took her. Uh... But the, and that's the one thing too is like, you know, as much as I shit on Nostalgia Wrong Guy with Noah, at least he's not like making him like. And he's 
trying to yeah. do different things. But again, their junior division is like all of all Japan's roster depth, you know, in yeah. a way where it's just like, oh, it's just, you know, the same thing. It's just Stinger versus Stinger. Yeah. Moment of Sensi taking on. Uh, and then here's Yohei, you know, it's like, oh, okay. That was the one thing, too, that pissed me off about that Wrestle Kingdom Night 3 is show just squashing Daisuke, uh, Atsushi Kotoge. Mm-hmm. Kotoge is such a good worker. And it was like 80-20 for like a nine-minute match. And then he cheats and wins. And I'm like, God, I, I cannot stand this house of torture. And, and again, our, our uh, previous uh, 2.1, 1.1, 1.2, uh, episode 200 episode, we talk about old man Muda. We bury Muda quite a bit on that show. So do you think Muda was out, you know, on a piss break during when they were cycling through, you know, <laughs> the car? And they're like, all right, Muda's out of the room. You guys are going to get fucking buried in this match. <laughs> He's not here to bitch, <laughs> complain, or politics. We are going to get our well, guy well, over. But that, that was always the thing, though, is, is they, they wanted each company, they wanted their wrestlers to, to shoot on each other, like, take some shots, let's get yeah. some heat. Yeah. And Muda refused to say a bad word about New Japan. He said, I won't do it. I'm not doing it. That's where I started. That's That was my – and that's ultimately what I said to you as, as a guy who was a Noah dude. Yeah. You know, I, I said this in the show that's, yep. that's redacted. I always like, Alex, you need to watch Destiny 2005 for the Dome. It's 60,000 deep what the Dome. But, you know, I, I mean, they, bigger than anything New Japan. What was the main that? event of that? Uh, Masawa, Ka, Masawa Kawada. Oh. So my main event is uh, Kensuke Sasaki and – uh, Kenta Kobashi. Okay. It also has uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Kenta for the junior title. It's just a tremendous, just a tremendous show. So is uh, Kanemaru, uh, is he rocking a mustache or is he just straight like clean? He looks different. He looks different. Yeah. So weird. He's not the heel master. <laughs> and like, <laughs> so to me, Muda is not Noah. He's Muda. New Japan. Okay. So when I'm watching this guy being a centerpiece, so I was so glad when Cano grabbed the mic and was like, get the fuck yeah, out of here, old man. You're not going to do anything. We're yeah. going to get heat. You know? And then Cano, like, <laughs> you know, as I, as I said with Ho-Ho, I wish I could speak Japanese yeah. or another language like that. But Cano is just ripping these people apart. L.I.J. come out and Shingo gets in his face and Cano gets right in his face yeah, and he like, just kind of goes... I think I left the, the toaster yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Jay Lee's in Kenoki. He looks, he's like, who's behind me? Oh, Despy? Oh, or not, uh, Bushi? Oh, uh, yeah, um, They're yeah, doing the collar, go. like, well. Uh, you know, I say that's sitting here we'll wearing a fucking Congo shirt. You know? <laughs> you know? It's like, uh, there's ten of you and one and a half of us. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully Nido's got his knees on that night, which, you know, he kind of did. You know, so that's why a lot of this all just goes back to, as we said, the the whole depth. The yeah, whole... the depth, the training, the building up of, you know, new talent. And hopefully, you know, I, I don't wish ill will, you know, on, on certain things on the ear or their product. But, you know, it's like I said, there are things that work on it and then there are your, your last LaRue's or your, your last oh, legend or whatever. Yeah, is, oh, so. God. That's where, you know, you need to get these people wrapped. But that, isn't that on production more so than anything? 
obviously they were doing spot shows NXT in ways. You know, they were doing those back then uh, before, you know, I was being on. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah, I saw it in a literal probably two of these, you know, different, you know, areas in this building was probably the size of that. It wasn't a gymnasium, it was a community center, but still, was, the ceiling was probably this high, you know, or I was just like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So, yeah, the lack of spot shows, I, I think, hurts, but again, that's kind of anywhere yeah. right now. And you know, also, the indie scene at the moment, what, 40% of the talent is derivative from, mm-hmm. you know, quote-unquote big-time promotions. You know? I, I think a lot of the problem, too, is you're running this performance center, which is fine. I understand it. And in theory, it's a tremendous idea. Oh, yeah. Look at Adam Cole. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you're not, they're not getting reps. They're not, you're not putting, if you, if you truly want to use this performance center as a way to get them reps mm-hmm. and, and not just weekly NXT TV where you, you put them in these random poker room vignettes and shit like that you need to you need to have you need to have them work matches at the performance center Mm -hmm. and you need to legit have your people sit there as fans Mm -hmm. and watch these shows and when i say watch these shows i'm like okay today if i'm you know robbie brooks i'm at the beginner's class yeah and i go all right i want grayson waller and i don't know i want tony marmaluke Tony, uh, what's that guy's, who, what's his name? Uh, Deppin DiMazio. Deppin DiMazio. <laughs> I really can't remember. Hey, who's the guy feuding with hey, oh, Tony D'Angelo. There we go. So I want Tony D'Angelo and, and Grayson Waller. <laughs> I can't believe I'm trying to make sense of this. And let's put him in the ring. Yeah. And I want to have, here's my 40 trainees. You need to, as honest as possible, sit here as a wrestling fan and tell them what's, what you're seeing. Shit on them if it sucks. Praise them if it's good. Because mm-hmm. you you're not giving them real reps. Yeah. It's the closest way you can do it. Now, I've always wondered this. You know, you always shit on the performance center. You know, hip talk, hip talk hip classes, talk class, baby. Uh, promo class, Squat lift lifting. My thing, though, is, and, and you wrestle, like you said, you know, 50-plus matches. But, like, when you're at the PC, I'm assuming they're doing actual matches with the, with each other, right? I'm assuming Multiple they're doing matches. A day. I, to me, I believe they're doing matches with a coach staying there and going, oh, you need to do this differently. Okay. And they're not organically working a match. We, oh, I get you now. Okay, okay. We could put a ring up outside, mm-hmm. and we could have a match. But if we had the same match in front of 50 people, how do we know they're going to enjoy it? So you're looking for, the in, obviously, the interaction and the responses, and how that's what I builds get, your wrestler is yeah, what you're saying. How am I going to get better if I don't know what shit's over? Yeah. Like, my thing was I was a heel. I was a, I was... I was never the greatest worker, but I was very good at the gift of gab. I could mm-hmm. talk. I was a yep. good heel. And what helped me get over was by figuring out how many fans I can piss off. Okay, this side of the crowd, I got five people that I know I can deliberately look at and shoot on. Mm-hmm. I got two over there. 
I got that group of hot women on that side that I don't care if I'm getting a reaction, I'm going to piss them off and go at them. And then I got the, I got two over here. Yeah. So now I know every single part of the way. It's almost like learning where your camera is, you know, on the hard cam. I know where I need to go if I need to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. There was a, a guy in North Dakota where I took a shot at him, like verbally, mm-hmm. pissed him off, threw Demetrius back in the ring. And then when I got up, I, I was like, Demetrius, this guy's hot. When I when I give you my back, you got to roll me up. And I went over and started running my mouth to that guy. And that dude got out of his chair. And he started looking at the ring. And I looked at him, and I made a few shots. And when I stepped back, I was I knew it was coming. Yeah. Demetrius rolls me up. I kick out. Boom, hit him in the front, drop kick right in the face. And I scream at him. And I go, it's your fault. I almost lost this little piece of crap. <laughs> and I was like, so you better sit down and shut your mouth. Now I know I got that yeah. guy. Yeah. He's now I don't, I don't have to worry about having the I, – I don't need to have Malenko Guerrero now mm-hmm. because that guy is now paying attention. Yeah. That guy now wants to watch me get my ass kicked because I pissed him off. Oh. And now he's going to go, okay. And, and, and Demetrius starts firing on me. Who's cheering that guy? <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the group of hot women. I, I need to discuss them because I don't have the best wrestler body. Mm-hmm. So I roll out of the ring in a quick powder – and I start doing aerobics in front of them, putting my ass in their face. Whoa, why didn't you just Rick Root them? Because <laughs> I didn't have Mary Kate and Ashley on my son. <laughs> but now I can I can go back in the ring and they can bring me outside and in front of them. Yeah. Did he did he offend you? <laughs> yeah, he did. Apologize. I'm not apologizing to him. Chop. Okay, I'm sorry. I should yeah. have done that. Do it better. Chop. I'm sorry. I should have done that. Now they're <laughs> invested. Now we have half of the crowd. You know, and that's, yep. you don't get that in arm drag class. No. no. You know, Ho Ho Loon said it perfect. He traveled all over Singapore, Thailand, Philippines, you know, he, he, UK. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's my problem with the, with, with the performance and the thing. It's a great idea, but I just don't think it's done right. But I mean, I mean, but they I mean, did this without inter, before international travel was a little bit harder to do. They still seemed like they were kind of doing that. But again, they were still doing a little bit more spot shows around the, the, the US. The Largo so loop was a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's different. And when they were able to tour, that helped. Yeah. The Largo loop was good because you had your regulars who were there to see. That's your GCW crowd. Mm-hmm. And you could put them out there to do things and they're not going to get crucified for doing it. You know, then when they're ready to kind of do some shit, now put them on your tours with Finn Balor and Ember Moon on top. Yeah, I mean, look at your Dakota Kai's mm-hmm. and your uh, uh, Dakota or Raquel Gonzalez. Or That's a perfect. I was going to yeah. say because like like Dakota Kai, Evie was great. Evie was known all over the the that New Zealand Australia market. Oh, okay. I knew about her from UK stuff. Okay. Like Evie was great. I, I will always. So she was the Ginny of her day. Yeah, she she was you know her and Nixon Newell who was T. Oh, yeah. Progress, fantastic workers. But that's a perfect one, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah. That's somebody they brought in. Mm-hmm. You know all these all these NFT people or NL whatever the NFTs or whatever these these collegiate athletes. They oh, the NILs. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. NIL. Thank you. They're not going to get it. Like holographic crypto cards. <laughs> what? LeBron James. Non-transferable. They're not going to get that that same experience. Yeah. That's going to help. Yeah. Well, I was uh, I had the um, a couple days ago or last week the memories on Facebook and it was that NXT show. I was like, wow, that was 
five years ago or whatever. And it was like Street Profits teaming with Gargano, you know, taking on, you know, this team and, you know, Raquel Gonzalez or Reina Gonzalez yeah, versus yeah. this. And Dakota Kai, I remember Dakota Kai was injured at that time because it was a joke because it seemed like she was getting, she was the Tegan Knox mm-hmm. before Tegan Knox came in. You know, she was hurt and she was just, you know, doing autographs or trying to do autographs. And it's like, wow, this is really crazy. You know, I was like, I know her, but like, she's hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. And then this the wrist and everything. ricochets there, you know. And I'm like, whoa, this is insane. And uh, just again, yeah, they were feeding off the crowd and it was just crazy to see. And I'm like, huh, year later, they're, you know, running, you know, the television landscape, you know, and all that stuff there, the streaming landscape at that time. And, yeah, it's just really crazy how what they're doing, you know, again, we, we shit on, but, you know, in the way, that's the only way that they can yeah. actually build their talent. You can practice. And that's when you can throw your ballers and your styles mm-hmm. and, you know, whoever, a Charlotte every now and then, you know, you, you just can, not edge. You can, <laughs> please don't edge, that's going to take your ratings. You can, <laughs> you can practice all the matches you want. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to – it doesn't work. Does it put a toll on your body? Like, say you did do, like, four 10-minute matches with, like, four different opponents. Like, does that really wear and tear on your body? Or, I mean – I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, any bump is going to take a bump off your bump card. Mm -hmm. I I feel like when I was wrestling every other weekend for a couple years, I was the least sore I ever was. When I stopped wrestling, when when I when I stopped running MCW, mm-hmm. and I kind of just was doing, you know, spot spot match, you know, once a month here, once a month there, yeah, every other month here. The next day just sucked. <laughs> like I was just a wreck. Oh, gotcha. You know, like when when we went up to North Dakota and we would work the EWI shows, we'd go the day before, and Mercer would have me and Demetrius train some of the younger guys. Okay. And I treated that as a positive because I got to, I got to work some kinks out, mm-hmm. you know, the before days before. The match, yeah. You came up there one time when we did some of that stuff. I did think. you? You I, and Elijah? I don't know if you guys did training. I know we had to like, I brought in like two things for the ring, and I'm like, what? Why am I setting up a ring? I still wanted you to take a bump. I wish you would have just to appreciate it. Oof. I just that that was my I'm too neurotic. I'm too like yeah. I was like, oh, I like, I wanted you to just feel like... I wanted to. I didn't even run the ropes, and I kind of wanted to. I was like, oh, and then... I think you guys did talk about the Jordan thing, and I'm like, what happened? Who's this person? <laughs> That's because Jordan's an idiot. And when I said, put your... Put and your... I was going to, like, I was, like, practicing. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to split that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you would, I'm telling you, man. If you took that bump, you know what? Like, you, you slap back, hand slap, you're like, oh. Feels good. I miss, <laughs> I want to take a bump right now. I got miss taking bumps in a ring. Well, I mean, in the new establishment in a, a month, I mean, you guys technically could get a ring. Yeah, maybe maybe. What, How do you winterize a wing, ring like that? Do you just put like a dome over it? Call it the Thunderdome 2022. <laughs> well, Demetrius has a guy we can rent a ring from, and he really wants to do an MCW reunion show. Do it. You gonna come the, Was he the guy who stole your ring? Uh, no, I understand. I did see that fucker. Yeah, I was about to say. I, I, and he, he, he very quickly avoided me. Yeah, <laughs> like, ah, he, he's left the venue. He's not watching the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
He didn't know we were going to be with radio at the show. <laughs> Dipping. Yeah, it's like if we were if we were to do that reunion show, you gotta you gotta either come and ref or like wow. be the ring announcer. How am I gonna remember two hundred and fourteen? cards in your hands. No one uses note cards. A JMO guy just yells and swears. He's <laughs> like two hundred and seven and a half pounds. This is like, the what? fucking god of this <laughs> shit, AJ Gray. Yeah, like, the motherfucking truth. <laughs> no, you can you can hide the. What about the dude who does all the the, the WrestleMania weekend stuff, and he's got the giant iPad? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know that don't say. Look, you had him in your hand. It's true. I officiated a wedding holding a notepad, so I mean, see. That's and then I'm gonna get in the ring, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna rip the microphone out of your hand, and I'm gonna push you into the rope. And then I'm going to shoot you off the rope, and I'm going to go hilarious. And I'm going to bump you into oh, the ring. And there's nothing you're going to do, because you're going to follow along, because you're not going to want to screw up the show. No, God, no. And you're going to go, oh, God, here I go. I'm going to just fucking, I'm not going to Roman Reigns you. No, I would probably prefer the Roman Reigns one. That was some weak-ass shit, as we saw in the opening of Magic. Oh, can we get back that way? <laughs> Great segue there, Ryan. It's Roman Reigns coming down to the ring first so we could all acknowledge him before his former S.H.I.E.L.D. stablemate Seth Rollins, which, yes, we did hear the infamous uh, beginning to the S.H.I.E.L.D. theme and the da-da, and, you know, he came through the crowd. He had the vest on. I honestly thought uh, Uncle Kurt Angle was actually going to come out um, (laughs) as well later on in the match, but let alone uh, Seth Rollins. Healing it up, uh, but still did not lose the dripness, if you will, as he was introduced. Uh, but I thought a, a pretty damn good opening match, as I expected. Um, you know, of course, the chemistry is great there. The mind games by Seth Rollins, the nostalgia effect for the crowd and for his opponent to get the shield there, I thought was uh, really well done. Um, but what a bullshit ending. Um, and like, what, the third match, I was, I just, you know... I was in a cool state. I was, in, you know, vibing, you know, kind of all day. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, did they just expect us to, like, accept that finish? And everyone's like, what? What are you? I was like, wait, no. They think we're, like, I get now what you meant all these years. Like, do you really think we're that fucking stupid? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, okay, we're disqualification. Like, he just left the ring. Like, and everyone was okay with it. They were that. never going to talk about it again. <laughs> yeah. they, did, they literally yeah. just spent building yeah. Roman and Lesnar the rest of the show. Oh, Rollins, thank, thank you for your patience. And Rollins did a hell of a job. I thought he, I, I thought it was a, a really I good match. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Might definitely enjoyed the match. Weak ass lariat by uh, by Roman Reigns there, but uh, a fun match to uh, to open the show. That's for sure. Uh, we then got Becky Lynch defeating Dewdrop. This was a match. Hey, Dewdrop put her work in. You know, we, she. We had more fun laughing about. Tell it, oh, we, when she murdered Becky Lynch? She hit it with that senton, and Becky went like... That slow-mo shot, wow. Becky wow. went from like a size 8 to a size 6 or whatever she was. Like she, Her body has yeah. compacted together. <laughs> she looked different at the end of the match. Push those rib cages. Oh, my her God. Rib cage her, her rib cage somehow touched the canvas. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, I mean, you know what happened. Unfortunately, we renew the the outcome to the matchup before the matchup even started. Uh, but Dewdrop, you know, had, you know, some vocalization behind her from fun. the audience. You know, 
you know, I wish people would just get over, you know, whatever they have against her, per se. Uh, look up some Viper Nevin matches. Look up her stuff uh, from the, the Mae Young Classic. Um, her progress stuff, obviously. Then you'll understand and appreciate the the wonderful ring work that she can do. But it's just, again, when she's given a character like Dewdrop, it's just like, oh, boy. You know, it's a whole Walter situation, which people were outraged over the Dewdrop name as they were with the uh, Gunther, you know, Stark name there. So there was a, um, damn, Jazzy Gabbard, isn't she like the female version of Nick Gage? <laughs> Jazzy Gabbard was in the May Young Classic. She no, was... I get that. But isn't she like now the female version of Nick Gage? Like Robin Banks and... Oh, maybe. And I saw like a post, like I don't know if it was last year or 2020, where she was like, I hit the lowest of lows and... Like, Jesus. Yeah, her, her stuff back in like Eve when she was just Viper was a lot better. She, oh, yeah. she had some stuff where she like... Um, this might have been the one I was I was trying to find. Uh, June 29th, oh, 2019. Damn. She teamed up with yeah, Utami. Utami. Yeah, she was part of Queen's wow. Quest. Um, and took on a way to tie Jamie Hader and Kigetsu. That was good. Yeah, because she was, she was doing some stardom. And she was part of Queen's Quest. She had a Hazuki and Natsu Sumiri defeated her and, and Azumi. Very cool. Um, but yeah, she she was doing some good stuff in uh, stardom for a little bit, part of Queen's Quest. And I was, I, I enjoyed her. Yeah, I've always enjoyed her work. And, you know, again, it's the lack of depth as we uh, saw in that women's rumble. Um, you know, I think it's something where if they didn't start her out as a joke, yeah. people would be a little bit more behind and, and see her as believable, which, you know, true fans, I mean, that sounds lame. Uh, people that know her past work knows what she can bring to the table into that scene. And, you know, in a way, could, you know, what they were trying to do with Nia Jax with body positivity and all that stuff. And, you know, role model, essentially, uh, you know, I don't know if you need to go all that far with Dewdrop, but yeah, just make her that believable threat for mm. anyone, for a Charlotte, for her, for a Rhea Ripley, for a Nikki Ash, you know, kind of down the line there. So, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is, you know, it was, you know, a filler per se, but, you know, nothing I'll go back to watch, you yeah. know. Uh, we kind of already talked about this, and I still really don't have to say, uh, last week's Lesnar. Roman interferes costume. Um, what the other matches? The other match we was the mixed tag. No, the, the, the two Rumble. Oh, yeah, then the two Rumble. Yeah, there was only six matches, though. Well. Women's Rumble uh, in a not-so-shocking surprise return. <laughs> Thanks, Internet. Uh, <laughs> Ronda Rousey not coming out at number 30, but I believe number 28. Kidney pay me, baby. I made 40. Of course, Ryan Cook making money, as always, with his gambling. Uh, Lady Luck on his side, as always. Lady um, Luck. Literally. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, pretty sloppy in some instances, Rumble. Uh, Like you said, all the nostalgic acts were pretty much tossed out within minutes, if not seconds. Uh, None of them got the color. The Kofi Kingston treatment, as we'll discuss here in a second. But look, uh, that's the problem. You know, I said this. I said there's going to be no shenanigans spots this year. But a lot of them, yeah, yeah. I said there's going to be none. Naomi went for it, and Tony Deville pulled her out. Yeah. And Kofi Kingston went for it, and he. Well, I think he missed the. Should have jumped farther. Yeah. Oof. 
I don't know what he was trying to do anyway. That's a hard-ass bump to take. Yeah. And plus, didn't he do something like that like 12 years ago? Probably. <laughs> like, you know, but he did it off the apron, I think. Especially Kevin Owens. You know, was he, did he clothesline him? Or no, he was on the top him? rope, and he pushed him. He pushed him over. He jumped from the top to the apron, or to the Barricade. guardrail, and he landed on it, and he touched the ground. Yeah, his feet totally touched. They tried to play it off, and I was like, don't show a replay. <laughs> oh, oh, you showed a replay. Yeah, well, the referee went over and was like, hey, man, you touched, we have to get you out. Yeah. I think Kofi was going, no, just, just play it off. Play it and he was off, like, yeah. Then he left, and then they're like, they won't let you play it off. And he's like, just let him play it off. The streak is over for, yeah, him and Naomi, unfortunately. But, uh, unfortunately, the streak of Ronda Rousey uh, was cool, though. Shayna Baszler coming out, and, you know, she looked very happy to see Ronda Rousey, uh, as did, you know, the other way around there. And uh, they were taking out everyone mm-hmm. and just throwing out everyone, which is kind of neat. Um, and, yeah, then all of a sudden, you know, shit happens, and Ronda Rousey gets the victory. Who did she throw out? Who was the final two? Charlotte. Was it Charlotte? Rhea Ripley played a significant part of it. Yeah. Final one. Uh, so some surprises, you know, Barbie Blank and... Eh. Michelle McCool looked. Uh, who did she go after? Mickey James ran away and was murdered. <laughs> well, that was the problem. Is every one of these special entrants lasted about eight seconds. Hmm. Summer Rae came in through a head kick at Natalia and got dumped. Which is Cameron came in to tell everyone. What a legend, that, right? <laughs> Cameron came in to tell everyone that uh, Melina versus Alicia Fox was her favorite match. Then she Ooh, got they, Both were in yeah. the Royal Rumble. Melina match. lasted Melina about four two. seconds. Um, Alicia Fox came in and skipped everyone that got thrown out. Molly Holly barely even made it into the ring, but she got done. Well, she had to get back to work. She had to go pull a hobo loon, you know, going in a <laughs> rumble, getting tossed and going back to work. She had to go produce. Yeah, I'm, it was whatever. And the Matt Bellas came out. Uh, Brie Bella, what was her big, uh, who'd she throw out? Don't remember. It's like a big thing, too. Like, oh, Nikki? Was it Lita? Her brother or her sister? No, it wasn't. I'm Hope Rova. Lita was in there. I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, it's the, the, the legends, you know, or the people that came back. Um, you know, haven't wrestled in quite a bit. So, you know. And they didn't wrestle for very long. No, no, they did not. They were uh, the, yeah, they, they were definitely stretching. Uh, if they don't resign any women talent or build any through NXT, do you think they cut to a twenty or just get rid of it all together next year? No, they'll find a way to make it work. Who's the next big beside I mean, is Trish Stratus the only one left? The last nostalgic factor where you're like, Oh, I don't want to see that. Bless you. Yeah, I guess so. I mean awesome I mean they already did awesome Kong. In both companies. I mean yeah, she's probably the. I mean, I mean really, Ivory was there for two seconds. She could have really kicked some ass. I mean, it's just it was what it was. Man. Yeah. And then the men's little was fine, but it just like I said, I, I two weeks ago I said like Ronda Rousey's one of the women, and whatever of the two loses the title, my guess is Lesnar will win the Rumble. Mm-hmm. So they that way they can still do Lesnar Roman. Yes. They just had to take an extra pay per view to get there. Ding, 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 that's what happened. It was just too predictable. That's my problem. So what's the elimination chamber going to be? Is it going to be a championship match to determine That's how Big E will get Lesnar. Okay. Or uh, Lashley. Lashley? Yeah. Will it be a number one contender's one? Yeah. Okay. Big E will win. And if they do two, my guess is one will be the person mm-hmm. to face Lynch. Because we'll get Rousey, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. So Belair's going to win that. 
I think so. I mean, Sasha's back. That's good news. We yeah. didn't think she was going to be back until a week or, or a couple of weeks before Mania, if not after. And so, you know, she came out with the Sailor Moon gimmicks, you know, and got some pops, got some, you know, she tossed some people out. And she was tossed out pretty early. Yeah. Well, by, you know, she was up like the, the seventh person. Was it the seventh? Okay. Yeah, it was, it was early. You know, but of course, uh, us marks here. You know, the five of us were like, "Does that mean Bailey's gonna be here? You know, is Mandalorian here? You know, she what's got, going on?" Because she got thrown out before Bianca. Yeah, yeah, they just you know. Because like, okay, we got we're gonna one hot act, we're gonna win the next hot code act. switch. You know, let's flip them around. You know, it's, it's, it's like I said, I, I you know AJ got in town, so then they brought out Riddle and McIntyre. Yeah. Like all right, we'll bring up the next one now. You know, we're not gonna bring them out until AJ's gone. AJ Styles coming number one after uh, just celebrating his sixth year from his debut at the Rumble, which uh, was one of the reasons the kickstart of you know the show and us having a little bit. Yeah, we were on Mixer and, for that show. Wow, Mixer! Yeah, I was on Mixer. Is it AJ? Oh, that was a great Rumble though. That was, that was really fun. That the Sheamus Rumble and the uh, Del, Del Rio where you ran outside in the snow I, without us realizing how big of a scumbag. Del Rio is. We're so happy. Del what Rio. um, what's the biggest surprise rumored name on either side uh, that didn't show up that surprised you? Page. Page. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you think they're kind of saving that for maybe later in the year? Or they Could we, maybe Page wins the chamber. Oh, in Saudi, they're gonna bring her ass to. Hoping she gets left there. So they get that thorn out of their side. God. I don't. I'm saying that just seems like something like Nick Sarai is going to get left there. WWE Films presents. Don't tell Dwayne. He made her move. Just get Florence Pugh. They won't tell the difference. Dwayne will get real mad at me. He won't go to Hollywood. Oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, uh, smooth watching comparable to some WWE pay-per-views, honestly. It was an easy watch that I didn't care about half of it, but I I watched it. It I'm not mad I watched it. I'll say that. It was a bummer because going in, we're like, oh, who's, you know, not just us, but a lot of people, you know, that love wrestling. Like, oh, this is the first year in a while where I don't know who's going to win, but. You know, like you said, logistically, how storytelling goes, mm-hmm. especially with this company. Yeah. Them in New Japan, very, you know, you could lay that map out pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is kind of hard to watch those, you know, companies as of late due to that factor. But, uh, you know, Lesnar winning it, I guess I'm not too mad at. I guess I wish they would have explained how he got that 30 shot. There's like, that's Brock Lesnar. There was only like, 25 announced going into the thing. But it's just like, they're like, oh, Again, explain that then. Like the person who doesn't win a championship match is good. Why do they get the opportunity? Like, then he just tosses Orton out like nothing, and then Big E was just like, "Thanks for you know jobbing again." Well, that was like that was the thing for me is like when we started getting ready to do that preview a couple weeks ago, we knew we were going to talk about it. Yeah, I laid everything out in front of me, and I was like, "Huh, this is way too easy to (laughs) pull." You know, Vince, book me. I can do the same shit yeah. for lots of money. Like, I'll do it for. I'll do yeah, it. he likes no sleep. Yeah, and that's my issue. Is I would sleep. Yeah, look, I'm just like you, Vince. We don't sleep. You know, it's, except it's, I would openly watch like AEW and everything else. That'd be the only. Oh, I'd still be. He'd be like, hey, 
you want to talk about Book and Ron? I'm like, hold on, I'm watching Code of Manure and Shin Skywalker. Ooh. You're going to have to call me back. What? Skywalker. That Get is me. They're, they're <laughs> rumored. What do you think about uh, WWE being on Disney Plus internationally? I, Disney's kind of running the streaming. I thought when it was all said and done, they were going to end up on Disney with you, like just like ESPN. Oh, I thought that was where the network was going to go. Yeah. And there were rumors of that, but, you know, of course, Peacock threw them a billion over, you know, a certain next amount of years. So, you know. It's, With their app, it's atrocious. It'll fucking, it's the worst. It really is truly, truly the worst. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this Rumble, you know, not the worst, not the best, not in the middle. It just happened. And I guess we'll kind of see what happens in Saudi Arabia at Elimination Chamber. <laughs> February 19th, y'all. And to be honest, Mania, I... I don't know, again, how they're going to fill two nights like, you know, New Japan. I was like, how are they going to do three nights? So they had to do the gimmick. Yeah. Um, what do you think kind of weird gimmick comes into Mania to ensure a sellout? Yeah, we'll get Lesnar and, and Reigns yet again mm-hmm. at a Mania. At Night a one will have Euro. Roman or Ronda Charlotte. That's big. That's going to be your main? Yeah. And then night two will be Roman Lesnar. Okay. Night two will have Becky and whoever. And night one will have Lesnar, or lastly, How whoever. pissed off is Becky Lynch going to get, like, when she's not main eventing and she's just going to be, like, a co on night two? She'll get so fine. I think her, unless it's Rock, unless it's Rock and Roman... Yeah, Rousey and Lynch will be the main. That'll be the main. Yeah, that would sell. A lot of people want to see that. And you, you're going to SoFi, brand new stadium. Well, I mean, it won't be brand new. Yeah, but it like just opened this last year. Like its first year was COVID year. You think the Rams will uh, win it at home? I don't know. I think they beat San Fran tomorrow. Oh, if San Fran gets to the Super Bowl, it'll be the most boring Super Bowl ever. Because if Garoppolo can't even still get the 50 yards in the third <laughs> quarter, I mean, they're winning games, but that's because the running game is, yeah. you know, helping yeah, quite yeah, a bit. Really, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I think... And the defense can, you know, when, when they pick it up, you know, in certain sequences, you're like, holy shit. I said when the Rams got Matt Stafford that he could win the MVP because I think he's that good. It just using yeah. that bad of a team. Yeah. I mean, look at the look at the two, the two players who have the most receiving yards in a single season. Mm-hmm. Do you know where they are? Calvin Johnson. That's one. And Herman Moore. Nope. Cooper Cup this year. Oh, Stafford's white guy. quarterback. Wow. Well, I mean, Stafford's always been that, uh, not sick puppy, but that, like, puppy that you see at the kennel, like, the five times you go. No one's done them yet. He's led a hard life and shitty life. Gets fed every now and then, you know, this and that. But he's still looking for a place to call home and to win and thrive. And, you know, people like my cousin asked me today. She was like, you know, she's a big football head. And she was like, who do you want in the Super Bowl? I was like, hey, I just want a good game. But in a way, I'm happy Stafford finally got to this spot. Because it should be a lock that he's going to the Super Bowl. And it's like for him. Beats, you know, I'm kind of rooting for Cincinnati, you know. Yeah, Joey B. I mean, the Chiefs got their win. Uh, Mahomes has his half a billion dollars. 
So they're fine. And he's still relatively young. And to get Joe Burrow to showcase that newness. Yeah. They could be a dynasty will. coming up. Yeah, I mean, Mixon, I mean, they they got some really key parts, like you're saying. How many, how many thousand yard running backs, or how many, how many seasons has Stafford had a thousand yard running back? I would say either one or zero. One, and and it was Reggie Bush who did it by 12 yards. Reggie Bush. So just think about what he didn't have in Detroit. Detroit. And he still had statistics. Mm -hmm. I mean, he Oh. And now he's on a team with a defense, and he's a win away from the Super Bowl. Even though it's not his team per se, do you think that'll affect the legacy if he wins? No, I think people will give him. I think he'll get the credit he deserves. Yeah, I really Which is do. good. You know, first ballot. Because of the strife that he had, I mean, again, Calvin Johnson. If he gets, imagine if he didn't retire, I mean, not saying that they would have won, but if he gets a ring. That changes everything. Yeah. Because NFL is so heavy. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, our award show. Yeah. Live on Twitch. It's in the car. My my papers. We'll be live on Twitch tomorrow. I don't want to tell you what time because I don't know what time. Twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast. Wrestle, C-A-S-T, radio. We're, we're, gonna, we're, we're talking. Our thought is to try to get done before football, right? Yes. Football's at two. I thought it was at 1. I thought it was like 2 Eastern. Oh, so it's 1 and 5? Yeah. Okay. Well, shit. We don't try to do it beforehand. Otherwise, we're going to do old screen. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got a Hobo Loons Pro Wrestling T-Shop on my gimmick. Let's go. So we're going to come to you. Award show uh, on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast Radio, as he said. I want to thank Hobo Loon so much for coming That was amazing. On. That was a great interview. Such a fun guy. He awesome was, job, right? Awesome. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I greatly awesome appreciate job, the kind words. I really do. Um, One day I'll it. grow up to be like you. No, but that, but that was tremendous to to watch, to listen, since I am in the studio. Um, hence why we're doing the video. But, um, yeah, no, it's going to be uh, really fun. Again, we did kind of our half of the award, or I would say 70% of the award. I, I deleted it. It's gone now. Um, so we won't rehash on that. But uh, hopefully our uh, my hot takes. We'll still have the same oh, uh, reaction, yeah. uh, you know, tomorrow on. Um, Look, I'm gonna go I'm, tomorrow before we do the awards. I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna go buy some Surleys, and I'm gonna crack because because when we did our awards, yeah, I was a couple drinks in, and I was <laughs> I was loose and having fun and laughing and good good Joe, that is a fantastic. I was all putting everything over. But so you're saying it wasn't met with uh, truthfulness? No, it was, but I just. I wasn't as exciting. Like, it, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, yeah, good on, good effort, you know, where I wasn't as, I was just having more fun because I was so like, like a kid in a candy store, all excited. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Whole Loon was a treat. Um, I, love, I love his message. It was fun talking to you, man. When I get back to the office, I'll go work on that merch thing and let you know. Might take a while, though. <laughs> Damn it. Awesome. Whole Loon, go get me. A R.E.D. tracks him. Yeah. I'll make sure Alex gets something, too. Yeah. Now, we just got to make sure that if R.E.D. splits up, he, he, he got to wait on that track, too. Unless they're throwing away, then give it to me. Hell of a show, man. Had a lot of fun. And uh, we'll be back with y'all. Yes, what, a, what a way to do episode 200. Agreed. 
Nice right in together. You yeah. Know, like, like before. It was meant to be this way. It was. It was. <laughs> Alrighty. We out, y'all. We'll see ya. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.